Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 147 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are back from San Diego Comic-Con, and we hope you enjoyed all of the coverage we put up on YouTube as fast as we could, getting some preview night videos out that night, and then all of the booth tours and the various things that we filmed, and then putting it all together in the episode that we got. So again, hope you enjoyed it, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be talking about it a little more this show. I hope you had more fun watching than we had there, and we had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I had fun watching and I forgot that I was there. Probably because you were sitting down and didn't have a 50-pound backpack. <laughs> and that was probably when we were looking at the third-scale Hulk and you just disappeared somewhere. We're like, all right, we're filming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, there was a segment I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that might have been during one of my super secret naps. I have a, I have a San Diego Comic-Con secret that I'm afraid that if I tell everybody, it might not be a secret anymore, but... You know that second level on the back side of the convention center? Yeah. Where if you go up there, there's a little, you know, there's a couple little restaurants and all the little tables with the, the cosplay groups and stuff are up there. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, on either side of those, there's two halls. And the cleanest bathrooms in the entire Comic-Con convention center are up there. That is correct. So you sleep in the stall? No, but I tell you what, after using the cleanest facilities right across the hall, they're showing anime on big screens in these big, empty air conditioned rooms. So you just sit in there for about 10 minutes, listening to Japanese anime and snooze a little bit. Well, while you were snoozing to anime, <laughs> I was looking at a really awesome three headed life sized Groot. Three headed? Yeah, it's the baby Groot, full size. It's bigger than I thought. And there were three different heads. You get like the dancing head, you get the more stoic Drax is looking at me head, and then you get just the smirking head. Nice. But not all at once. No, no. Okay. Interchangeable three heads. Well, you never know. You see some weird stuff on the floor there. You got all these people making weird mashups and stuff like that. So, but this seems more official. Yes. <laughs> but looking back at San Diego, I think the one area that was most overwhelming, just the hardest to take in while at the convention, had to come home and look at photos and watch our own videos to really understand what we were talking about, was at the Hasbro booth. Definitely. Because not only did they have a ton of stuff on display, but they kept popping new stuff in every day. Yeah, they were pretty sneaky about that because you think you've gone and you've seen everything. And it's kind of hard to get in the booth, especially if they're giving it something away. Not only that, the layout of the booth was terrible this year because 
where they normally did giveaways changed, they put a giveaway stage right between the Star Wars and the Marvel displays. And this year, Star Wars had something it had never had before, which is a giant diorama like Marvel always has, showing their huge TIE fighters. And so it really created these very narrow, clogged aisles full of people. Well, it's only a problem for the people who wanted to see both Marvel and Star Wars if they were there for ponies and Transformers, because they do go hand in hand. You didn't have a problem. Oh, it was luxurious over there. You could like swing your arms around in that area and not hit anybody. But yeah, no, the Marvel and Star Wars areas were a cluster to say the least. Yeah, that stage was a bad idea. Let's just <laughs> let's all agree on that, right? Put that at the pony side next year. <laughs> <laughs> For the pony show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of liked the way they did it this year. You know, it was a lot less of those dual-sided glass containers with shelves in them that you have to go on the outside and the inside of the booth to see everything of. Because with those, you barely get a chance to see anything. It just seems like a lot of stuff thrown in. They still had that, but like on the Marvel side, there was really only one of those. The rest of the stuff was on nice displays and these glass shadow boxes on the wall. Yeah, I agree. They did much better, I think, on the Marvel side for my picture taking, which let's be honest, that's what I'm doing there. As opposed to the Star Wars where they had the devil side of glass and you're taking a picture and, and the next thing you know, you got someone in their side who's like slack jawed and picking his nose. I apologize for that at least four <laughs> times. I just can't believe how much they showed. To be perfectly blunt, I have become jaded and go into all of these shows now with low expectations. How many times have we gone to Comic-Con or gone to Toy Fair and come out and said, they showed one wave. (laughs) (laughs) Preview night. They had so much out. I happened to get in before the floor opened and I was just in awe. Plus, I don't know what it is about Dwight, but he's really carrying on David Vonner's legacy of playing with us. David Vonner, do you remember he used to like hide little figures that we didn't even know were coming in that giant diorama? So it was like a Where's Waldo of the figures. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Dwight, he's changing heads every day and makes it like an Easter egg hunt. Who knew Captain America was coming with a wolf head? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the final, final thing that they did. And I almost, you know what, I took pictures of it. And then later, later on, I had seen somebody tweet about it. And I'm like, what? I didn't even notice. Like, there's so much going on that I took pictures of it and didn't even realize what I was looking at. <laughs> you didn't notice Cap had gone gray and a be- added a beard? And no, a because it was, a, it was a cap. So I wasn't even like focusing on him. Like, he was sitting there between, you know, a really awesome looking Taskmaster and a brand new Build-A-Figure onslaught. So that's not where my eyes going to focus. I've seen Cap a million times. But yeah, throughout the booth and every day, like you said, there was new head heads popped on that. I think that's the theme of this year and going into next year is a lot of interchangeable heads, which sometimes means buying two of the same figure if you're really into both of those heads, you know? Yeah, but I mean, in addition to doubling up the figures with these various heads, there, again, so many waves specifically of legends. It was just astounding. And then I went to the panel like, well, they have to have shown everything. No, they still showed more. It's like, I don't understand why they're doing such a push now, but I'm happy they are. I think we're getting more Legends this year than we were getting Marvel Universe during many of those heavier years. Yeah, even during the heyday. And I mean, I think it just comes down to economics of it. I mean, obviously the line is doing well, well enough that they want to keep putting more and more stuff out there. But 
I think, you know, Dwight touched on a little bit in our interview with him that at the three and three quarter inch scale, you know, it's it's harder to get a lot of awesomeness in that price range. Whereas if you go a little bit bigger, the costing isn't that much more to them, but they're still getting that $20 ring. So I think they're focusing a lot more on these bigger figures because it's it's more worth their time and the collectors are buying them. Yeah, it's kind of sad for Star Wars collectors because the economics have made it go six inch or go home. If you're into that articulation like you are, Justin, and the way you've been talking on this show about your Marvel Universe collecting and how you've gone from all in and just go back to our archives from almost five years ago to how great those figures were with the brand new Vonkles or Ankle Rockers (laughs) and the ab articulation and the various types of joints they were doing. And now you're like, eh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly where I'm at, too. It also has to do with the lack of consistency across the articulation. You know, they they showed a brand new vision figure. And that had to be a stab in the gut for the hundreds, if not thousands, (laughs) waiting for the re-release of the good vision figure. (laughs) I don't need see. I don't even know if it's good or bad or it's just an urban legend and people missed it because it's not any better than any other universe figure and it was one of the earlier ones so it's not like it was hyper articulated no i mean it wasn't a great figure it was just a rare figure i guess but my point being is that like he has different articulation from the deadpool that they're going to put out and so it's to me with the six inch you know what the articulation is going to be that's consistent across the line but on some of these you're still going to get you know swivel ankles other ones you might not some you might get wrists some you might not so that like i don't maybe it's a little bit of the ocd in me where it's just like ah, if they're all going to be all over the place it's hard for me to care and because i started with three and three quarter inch that's what got me into marvel although i did have some legends back in the day i think i had several spider-man classics back when they were brand new and then picked up a howard the duck here or there but I'm loving the six inch figures. I'm loving what they're doing. I'm loving the depth of the line. I'm going to ride Marvel Universe for as long as it can trot. You know, they seem to bring out a good selection of characters to appease everybody versus... Except X-Men fans. Well, okay, but that's a whole thing that we can't... (laughs) There's nothing Uh they can do about that. Right? Right. Because it's a licensing thing. Yeah, I'm not hopping off the bandwagon just yet, but I am still just kind of picking and choosing. And you know what I had been doing with those three and three quarter inch figures is I'd been picking them up in those lulls between like not having any new six inch to collect. Well, looking at the booth, I don't think there's going to be any lulls for me to get bored in between anymore. No, but you're going to have to work if you want to stay keeping up. Like at Comic-Con, we saw what had been shown in a slide at Toy Fair. And that's that four pack of legends with Bruce Banner, Thor, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Well, that set, as of this recording, is still available for pre-order, but I went a couple weeks ago, sold out, it said. Yeah, it sold out, and now it's back in stock. I don't know if they were just kind of maybe taking the temperature, but it's not set to ship until the fall. I don't think that's out yet. Or is it? Is it start, Is it shipped, and now they're getting a new? I pre-ordered the day that it went up, and I think I'm going to be getting it mid-September, is what I was told. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought I saw, too, is September is when it's coming out, so... Yeah, that one, I think maybe they're just kind of getting the temperature of how many they need to order. Did you order your set? Did the sold out make you scared? 
<laughs> I actually had ordered it the day before I went back and saw it was sold out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got in. <laughs> I but had the it, same thought. <laughs> but now it's back up and available again, which is good because a lot of people might not have heard about it yet. But just looking through the Hasbro booth and I want to remind listeners, there's just a ton of pictures up at our website. There was so much exciting there to see. And the three and three quarter inch, you talked about the vision. It's a movie vision. He's, you know, kind of, is that color mauve? <laughs> I don't know what color that is, but I don't know if I like it. I, I didn't like vision in the movie, though. I found him kind of creepy and a little bit like a stalker. Very true. But don't get confused. There's actually two three and three quarter inch visions coming out. There's that movie version coming out in the Avengers Heroes line or whatever that is. That's right. And we're getting a gray Hulk there. Yep. With a new head. It's not just a repaint. No, and it was very hard to get a picture of him. Instead of showing him up front, they put him in the packaging behind everybody, and it was hard to focus on him. But yeah, he looks new enough. But then also the other vision is coming out in the Infinite series line too. So that one's a little more articulated. And it's kind of a mix of the comic version and maybe the Marvel Now universe one. Yeah, the new vision does look like a suitable replacement for the other Marvel Universe vision that said, I'm glad I stalked eBay and got one. At a, well, my rectum wasn't bleeding when I was done. <laughs> but it was a little worse for the wear. The worst part is I bought a Vision at retail at Shopco right before we started the show when I started Marvel collecting. Shopco's been closed for a very long time. And unfortunately, the figure fell backwards a little bit where I had it displayed, fell into a metallic painted Iron Man, and the red from Iron Man soaked into Vision's porous cape. <sighs> well, he was, they were combining together. That's, that's what he does. Yeah, but it <laughs> meant I had to have a new figure that was yeah. not cheap. <laughs> I still kick myself when I, I got into this line as they started, you know, because they released the Marvel Universe line and the Wolverine three and quarter lines at the same time. And that's when I really started getting back into collecting Marvel stuff. I'd been out for a long time. And I remember Vision was in like that second wave. And there was at a Toys R Us by my house. I remember going through the place going like, get something new. All I have is these five visions sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're going to be saying that again with this new sculpt, I bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Deja vu all over again. I feel like our conversation about the booth is about the same as the way I felt in the booth. We're kind of all over the place. We're talking about the three and three quarter inch. We're talking about the six inch. And it's just because there's that much going on here. I'm going through our pictures again, and they've got this awesome wave coming out with the awesome absorbing man build a figure wave now that one's got some great spidey villains going in there and venom is another one where they're giving us an alternate head he's gonna have a slimy green tongue variant head yeah that's pretty awesome we got to see those at hasbro's breakfast on friday morning and i posted a bunch of pictures to our facebook page but yeah the venom is really cool i absolutely love they're doing silver mane as just the head on the remote control car i mean i was reading the new deadly foes of spider-man line it was hysterical it was really a fun read that you didn't need any continuity you just could enjoy reading the silliness that was going on there it's kind of like the posein deadpool series and yeah silver mane's head running around on a kid's remote control car and we're getting a figure of it <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and 
he comes in a regular ball jointed head. So if you pick up an extra chameleon or J. Jonah Jameson or Coulson or Banner, you could just pop the head on too and have a silver mane. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the idea, you know, because he's coming in as a packed in and obviously they would never be able to just make a silver mane in the general line. You say that, but look what we're getting in the general line. I mean, they're going pretty deep on some of this stuff. The fact that we're already getting a spider one, a character introduced not all that long ago. It usually takes more time to go from concept to plastic, but she's coming and the wolf headed spider. Captain America, and so many of these obscure either variations of characters or characters themselves. You say it would be hard to get in the main line. I say look at the stuff they're putting in the line. Very true. I guess to qualify that a little bit is they did just, well, they are planning to do. He's not out yet. But like you said, the J. Jonah Jameson figure is coming out with the three heads. So I don't know how many dudes in suits they can have on the peg at one given time, you know, over over course of months. True. Very, very true. But yeah, you know, we've got this other wave coming out that's going to be a builder, build an onslaught. And we haven't even seen that entire wave yet. That's the one with the cap with the exchangeable, changeable wolf head and mockingbird. And that's one where we get the Udon Taskmaster. It's just oh, it's so overwhelming. I can just feel my wallet screaming right now. But again, they're also following the pattern of, hey, you got it in three and three quarter inch and you liked it. So let's do it now. Like the Grim Reaper that just, again, looks like somebody took a blow up ray to the three and three quarter inch figure down to the facial expression. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like they didn't even bother drawing new concept art. (laughs) Why? You've already got it sitting right there, you know? Just go ahead and give us it and both scales will be all right. And Ghost Rider, I love Ghost Rider, but he's a difficult character. He hasn't had a series in a while. They tried to reboot it with a female Ghost Rider and that series ended. And yet, just since the time they've revived Marvel Legends, we're getting our third version of Ghost Rider. We got the blue and orange variants back a couple years ago. You know, Toybiz certainly had their share of Ghost Riders. They had the the whole Rider series where they had Ghost Rider on a bike and some of his other villainous foes, and they all came with their motorcycles and stuff. And Thing with his Skyhopper. That's right. (laughs) 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 But yeah, no, this is technically the second time we're seeing Ghost Rider. His other two were variants of one another. But I think it's a good use of that aim, aim soldier body. It looks more like the classic Ghost Rider. It does. I didn't even recognize that was the reuse. It looks that good. And the head sculpt looks incredible. They they have a screaming skull with the flame effects coming off. And it looks like the flames even go down into his neck joint a little bit. Looks well done. Yeah, well, we're going to be reviewing all of those legends here on the show and on our YouTube channel. And we're going to be starting that very soon because the legends are starting to back up. I mean, Hulkbuster wave is shipping very soon, and we've got the Ant-Man wave in hand that we are going to be going through next show, and so much more to talk about. So we hope you'll join us and come to the forum, share your thoughts. Which obscure character that they showed excites you most? Which variant is the most deserving? All of that. Let us know what you're thinking and what you're planning on collecting. But as we close the door in Comic-Con, we got to look just a few weeks ahead to the next big convention, Wizard World Chicago. Oh, boy. Yeah, it just seems like we finished, doesn't it? Yeah. We're, we just got home, didn't we? 
We did. Yes, literally. We just got home. This is the life of a con goer. It's Wizards' flagship show. One of their biggest, if not by far their biggest. Certainly it's the biggest that we go to of any of the Midwest. Always great celebrities, great guests. Jeremy Renner is going to be there signing autographs. Wow. I heard he's a jerk in real life, though. Well... There's some stories circulating about <laughs> Jeremy Renner and his behaviors. There's, you know, some photographic evidence where he apparently crashed somebody's wedding at a hotel and just said, well, I'm Jeremy Renner. They want me here. <laughs> then he refused to pose for pictures with the bride and groom, but partook of their open bar. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I just love his apology for the Black Widow comment. <laughs> I'm sorry this tasteless joke about a fictional character offended anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the non-apology. Somebody needed to say something. So who better than to blow out their candle than old Jeremy Renner, right? Well, I bought the VIP ticket for Wizard World, the Jeremy Renner VIP experience. (laughs) So you're going to get drunk at somebody's wedding reception. (laughs) Yes, he's just going to crash a party. This gets me a picture with Jeremy Renner, an autograph from Jeremy Renner, including a line skip feature so I don't have to wait in what is bound to be a massive line of people holding their Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol DVDs. And by people, you mean mothers, older mothers, because that seems to be his demographic. We'll find out what his demographic is in line. I never knew Agent Carter's demographic till C2E2. (laughs) How many things can you have signed? Just one? Just one unless I pay more. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if you got two and you didn't have anything else, I'd give you my town, the town DVD. You could have him sign for me. It's actually a really good movie. I will have to see it. Let me... It's a Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck heist movie. It's actually good. Batman and Hawkeye heist together? Mm-hmm. That's a movie I might like to see. Well, if you want Jeremy Renner to autograph his own 8x10, it's $100. If you want Jeremy Renner to autograph something you bring, it's $150. He's got standards. Wow. I may have paid a lot of money for my VIP ticket, but that includes the $150 autograph on my Avengers DVD, plus the photo op with them, probably another 100 plus I get in early to the con on Saturday and Sunday, and the most important thing that is well worth a couple hundred dollars, line jumping. I remember the Sebastian Stan line, Marjorie? Yes, I. it was well worth it to get the VIP experience for that because I did get whisked to the just as long VIP line. It was much shorter. The regular line went like halfway across the Stevens Convention Center. That's true. I guess it was a little longer. Not really lined for Falcon, which was a shame because he was a lot of fun. He, yeah, I like Anthony Mackie. Yeah, he's good. Well, also, if Jeremy Renner likes to crash parties, I know he's only at the con on Sunday, but if he's flying in Saturday night, he can crash ours. I'll let him drink at the bar for free. Yeah, I, w- I would sit and get a little faded with uh, Renner if he wanted to show up. Absolutely. Jerk or not, I bet he's fun to have some beers with. (laughs) But, I mean, talk Mission Impossible, talk Bourne, talk... Doesn't he really just want to talk about Hansel and Gretel? Oh, that's right. That happened. That's how he feels, probably. (laughs) 28 weeks later, this guy's been in a ton of great stuff, but... Our party is Saturday night, and it's a big one, because can you believe it that Marvelicious Toys 
is turning five in just a couple months. That's absolutely crazy. It really is crazy. And I just, it seems unreal that we've been doing it this long. If instead of starting a podcast, we'd had a baby, it would be going to kindergarten in a week or two. <laughs> you know, how I keep track of time is I happened to have a baby when you guys started Star Wars Action News. Yes, she was a baby, kind of, wasn't she? And that baby is now 10 and starting fifth grade in a couple weeks. So there you go. Star Wars Action News is about to turn to a fifth grader. And you know what's that? Things start to happen in fifth grade to a podcast. <laughs> Special <laughs> things, right? That's right. Under the bleachers? <laughs> well, yes, yeah, Star Wars Action News is actually having its 10th anniversary mere days after Wizard World Chicago. So we're throwing an all-out podcast party bash. Star Wars Action News is 10th, Marvelicious Toys 5th, and four-sixths of the host of Now Playing are going to be there, too. I guess that's also two-thirds of them. <laughs> I'm laughing at your fraction. <laughs> we are going to have a really good party. We've got prizes. We're going to have food. There's cake. I like cake. There's going to be exclusive t-shirts, depending on your ticket level. And if you get the highest ticket level, not only do you get a Star Wars Action News t-shirt and a Marvelicious Toys t-shirt, and these were designed by Justin of Marvel NFL Helmet Mashup fame. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can give me to sign one for you. <laughs> Ooh, Justin, an autograph. That's kind of cool. <laughs> No, I say that just to say there's some really kick-ass Marvel and Star Wars designs coming. And if you get that ticket with both t-shirts, you also get one of the most awesome things our staff ever did. A very limited, right now only staff have them, Star Wars Action News, Marvelicious Toys, Solid coin, silver plated with the Marvelicious logo in full color on one side, Star Wars Action News logo in red on the other. An amazing thing they made up. We're making up a few more just for attendees who get the Golden Age ticket. Those coins are impressive. Every time I pick mine up, I'm like, wow, it's got some weight to it. Well, and it's a one of a kind collectible. Previously, you would only have it if you were involved with the shows. And now there is a chance you could actually pick it up. And it's super cool. And there's going to be finger foods and carving stations and two separate cakes, music, a ton of prizes. We've gotten Deadpool statues from Kotobukiya. We've gotten items from Diamond Select all the way from Silicon Trays all up to Marvel Select figures. We've got... Some Legends figures, and we're getting more prizes all the time. But you can only win if you come to the party. Tickets are up now at MarveliciousToys.com forward slash party. And we're not making any money off this. We're just covering our costs. And all the money you buy in a ticket is going back into the party. Yeah, matter of fact, you're, you're going out of pocket on this party, so... People need to know that this is not a profit-making scheme because I've known you guys for quite a long time and that's never, ever been your intent for anything. You guys give so much to the listeners and stuff like that. So it's just a great way for all of us to get together and, you know, meet each other face to face. 
It's absolutely amazing how many of the staff are going to be there. If you've enjoyed any of the shows that we've worked on, I mean, again, Brock, Jerry, Marjorie, and I from now playing. Justin is coming to Chicago for Wizard World after years of promises. I know. We usually only see Justin in luxurious San Diego, where by the second day, we're all like, oh, hello. Uh. <laughs> how are your feet? Yeah, we only know uh, West Coast Justin. You're not going to know how to handle Midwest. Justin. Does he drink harder? Maybe a little bit, you know? I'm, I'm more acclimated to the Midwest, naturally, so. <laughs> and Curtis, a photo editor and the gentleman who made up the coins, is coming from North Carolina. And then Daryl and Andrew, the video editors, who you may have heard do some reviews on Star Wars Action News, are going to be there. Jonathan, one of the Star Wars Action News reporters, is going to be there. I don't know that we've ever had so many staff members in one place at one time as we're going to have at this party. It's so exciting. And I want to party with you listeners. In addition, this isn't a closed event where we're just going to be hanging out. That's the night before. (laughs) (laughs) We want you guys to come by and get a chance to win some stuff, have some drinks, and have some fun after the con Saturday night. All the details are at the website, and I really hope we see you there. But back to collecting with... The Spectacular Store Report. We have one small item in the store report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been slow going. Like, it feels like things haven't even been restocked, yet alone new things coming out. So while we were at Comic-Con in the booth, they showed two new exclusive Marvel Legends figures, and it turns out they're both going to be Walgreens exclusives, kind of like last year. Now they have... Ant-Man and a Daredevil. Daredevil is in his his more classic costume. And then, you know what? We get home and wasn't it like the day after we got home, starts seeing reports that the Ant-Man one is already showing up? Not for us, but yes, we've got reports of other people finding them. <laughs> Thanks to Jay for snagging me one from Florida because Illinois bites. Oh, so you still haven't seen him in store, huh? No. No, but we have lots of the Punisher Funko Pop exclusive. Nice. And some of the stuff we never really saw until much later, like the Venom from last summer, we didn't get him probably until almost September, and all of them had terrible paint. Well, one thing I'm seeing differently with this Ant-Man is at a few stores where I have seen him, I might have walked by him a few times because they weren't even near the toy section. They were on a little end cap like between the registers as you walk in just happened to catch my eye one of these times that I walked in but yeah so if you're not seeing them in the toy section or on the end cap check up near the front of the store too because it's just in a little kick display where you can see four of them sitting up side by side and on top of each other or if you don't want to go to the corner of happy and healthy it is available at walgreens.com Now they still say be well in some of the stores. Just FYI. I still keep getting code 21 and I'm not sure what I'm doing. So Hmm. if I ever have to get bailed out, I'm going to call you guys. Just say code 21. (laughs) Code 21. It also does have a find in store feature on their website that shows me that they stocked today. I kid you not. (laughs) (laughs) Well... So I know where I'll be going. But if stores are slow for the moment, we know it's the calm before the Christmas storm. There's more going on in... Sales to Astonish! So Comic-Con. Hot Toys booth. Yep. 
They showed so much there that we hadn't seen before. Maria Hill, some Iron Man stuff, Veronica, so many items. Yet, we come home, and the week after, or within two weeks, they put up four new Hot Toys, none of which were at Comic-Con. <laughs> They don't. They don't have to show the th- show us things anymore. They just put them up, get them out there. This might be one that you buy now and you receive it before there's another big show, and it never makes its way to a display at a show. Possibly, but I am honestly surprised that at the show they didn't have Ant Man and Antony. Maybe because it's a spoiler for the movie. But they had the Hasbro toy on display with Antony. I'm guessing. Yeah, it is weird that they didn't have it out. Maybe they did and we just didn't see it. Maybe it's that small. Well, no, it is not one-sixth scale. It is bigger than one-sixth scale because otherwise it would literally be the size of a fly. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it would be one-sixth the size of a fly. (laughs) This is four inches. If this were one-sixth scale, that would be one prehistoric dinosaur-looking fly. (laughs) Two-foot fly coming at (laughs) you. But it does come with a tiny Ant-Man on top. It's kind of like when they did the Hot Toys Baby Groots that weren't to scale with the one quarter scale stuff, but it was just kind of a fun little tchotchke collectible. And that's what we've got going on here. This is a anyone can buy it item at $39.99 shipping in just a couple months. Yeah, pick this up and then just display it right on top of your little tiny helicarrier. <laughs> that would look adorable. <laughs> Which still has not gone up for pre-order. It wasn't on display this year. Perhaps it's going the way of the rhino. (laughs) But in their movie masterpiece series, we did get three new characters. One coming either individually or in a two-pack with an extra accessory. First is the Iron Man Mark IX from Iron Man 3. Ooh. This is a really cool armor. It harkens back to like the Mark III where it's mostly red, a little gold, got the circular arc reactor. I don't know that if you're picking and choosing, it's a must have because it is so similar to the Mark III, but there are definite differences in the mold, in the sculpt, different shoulder accessories that show kind of like bank of missiles that it could fire. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's it's plenty different. It's, I mean, there's a lot... A lot of tiny little things going on here that make it very unique. But at the end of the day, it is another gold and red Iron Man suit. Yeah, to, I'm, I see a lot of differences in the sculpt and the lines around the groin and things. But if you're an average Iron Man fan, you probably could look at this and not realize it's that much different from the three or the four. But the other figure that came out as part of that two-pack or on its own, so... Justin, we know you have a no loafers policy with your figures. What's your policy on wedges? <laughs> this isn't even a wedge. This is a stiletto. Is it a stiletto? Yeah, this thing has just like, it's like a four inch heel if it were full scale. Oh, she does have stilettos. For some reason, I thought they were wedges. Oh, different pictures make them look different, I guess. But Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I don't necessarily have a policy against wedges or heels or anything for that matter. I, I think I have more of a, a no Gwyneth Paltrow policy. Oh. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not a big fan of reading her website Goop. No, not at all. And I, you know what? I don't even mind her as a person. I think she does a great job as in the in the role. But am I going to spend this much money on what is literally a glorified Barbie doll? 
It does kind of look like Barbie, doesn't it? Like in realistic proportions. Yeah, it, it does. It's She's pretty boyish and it carries on. So you guys are going to judge me, aren't you? <laughs> You're buying it or you've already bought it? It's possible a non-refundable deposit has already been paid. Oh, okay. Well, but it, for no other reason we can find out how exacting they are. Let's take let's take bets now. Did they paint nipples on this figure? I'm betting not. Yeah, probably not. The bucks are pretty blah. Well, if they don't, then I will offer that service. <laughs> well, there's one thing I find very interesting looking at the pictures on the site. I don't know if it's lighting and shadow or what, but it appears that there's like a dark area under her light shirt. Like she might be wearing a black bra under a white shirt. Do you mean, okay, when she was captured by Killian, he had put her in a yoga outfit. For some reason, he could only inject the extremists when people were like in workout clothes, I suspect. <laughs> so I'm wondering if, well, none of the hands are even, I thought we'd get an extremist hand from her or something. Yeah, we don't get any extremist bonus features, but I... I'm wondering, and it's pure speculation until I get it, if there's an action-packed Gwyneth under there. I don't know that they could fit yoga pants underneath those black jeans, though. But the fact that she comes with barefoot feet, and she was barefoot when she was extremist-powered and all of that, plus you get her in the Iron Man helmet, an alternate head, and having the Iron Man arms, so you can recreate the poses from when the Mandarin's people were missling Tony's house. Yeah, I mean, I think you're pretty close to being able to recreate the extremist version of her. Like you said, it looks like she has to, like a sports bra on under that blouse. And I don't necessarily know she needs yoga pants. Those look like stretchy black pants. Yeah, they do now that I look at it. There's a weird zipper on them, but it doesn't look like jeans. It looks like it could be those pants. I thought they looked like jeans. I zoomed in. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I gotta say, it's not the world's best likeness Hot Toys has ever done, though. No, no, it really does not have that pained, bitchy expression that Gwyneth Paltrow has on every picture I see of her. She seems to be staring past you rather than at you. Well, so it's course. exactly like Gwyneth. <laughs> I think they nailed her likeness a little bit more on the helmeted version, though. The, the helmeted version looks better, more accurate anyway. Yeah, maybe it's something with the hair. I don't know. It's that light reddish hair that they have and with the bangs and everything but i wanted the mark 9 anyway it had the exclusive light up helmet accessory and i own abigail whistler and she needs to hang with another non-powered sidekick of course <laughs> what's the difference in price so what are you essentially paying for the pepper pots Pepper Potts is available on its own, but if you want the Mark 9, you've got to get this set. And the difference there, Pepper is 225, and that makes the Mark 9 215. So I think there's yeah, that makes a good of good value for the Mark 9. You should get 8 of them. <laughs> I don't think I'll get 8. First of all because I'll have Marks 1 through 8. But second, I did order another Hot Toys Iron Man armor that went up for order. It was kind of pretty. It had a sideshow exclusive accessory. I'm talking about the Mark 40, the shotgun armor. See, now this is one that kind of gets me interested because it's not just another red and gold armor. This one looks unique. And the helmet is so unlike most other Iron Man ones. It's like it's got a visor on, and the way the chin closes, it looks so radically different. 
I think the mask is rather scary. It looks kind of like a character from Mortal Kombat or something. Maybe like Vega from Street Fighter. Like a bad person. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, this looks like it has some cool features going on. Like there's a battle damage torso, and I'm not quite sure how that works. Is it a piece that you take off the whole front end and exchange it with this one? Oh, no, I see. Look, yeah, there's four or five parts there to make that battle damage section. And it's melty like Extremis hit it. I mean, kind of cool. And it the exclusive is a Python minifigure. We saw that before where they did a couple minifigures with an Iron Man. It makes me wonder if we're never going to get the Python in full 1-6 scale and we just have to have it as a tiny accessory in the background. But I picked up the shotgun with the Python. And this is just the start. Over in Singapore at Anacom, they showed three more Hot Toys figures. They are making Quicksilver, so all the people who are like, they made Pepper Potts but no Quicksilver? Okay, they're making Pepper Potts and Quicksilver. Well, I'm good. I can stop writing them letters now. And they're making a Nick Fury from Age of Ultron. All right. And they finally once again showed Drax. I know a lot of people were worried about Drax, the only Guardian not up for pre-order. Something seemed weird with that, but Drax was out in their booth, so we can expect to see him coming at some point. We saw a preview before there was any Guardians Hot Toys announced that had Drax in that photo. Remember that little snapshot that somebody had posted? Uh huh. Drax was in it. I bet you they've had a hard time figuring out how to get the paint on his tattoos right. We saw Drax last year at Comic-Con. He wasn't here this year, but remember how impressive the tattoos were? They were raised and everything. Yeah, yeah. but I, I bet for production, that might be tricky to maintain. That might end up being one of the most complicated figures. And while you are shopping online, be sure to head to our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, where you can pre-order the upcoming waves of Marvel Legends, the Rhino Wave, the Hulkbuster Wave. You can order by the wave or by the case if you want that extra figure. They've got the Infinite Series Ant-Man and with Antony. They've got a number of figures carded and loose for you to pick up they've even got a number of the infinite series three and three quarter inch on clearance i went in and picked up a couple sandman variants there nice and it's the only place i know online that you can get just the build a figure itself if that's all you're into yeah and if you want the commander doom figure from the star wars black series line this is a clone trooper that was designed by the clone wars team because they wanted someone who looked like Dr. Doom, so they gave him the green and the gray. Well, he is on clearance at Dorkside Toys. You can get that figure for $8.99. I ordered three. You got a Legion of Doom. <laughs> Wrong show. That's for DC Lucius. So use the link from our homepage and shop at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. I also placed another order online after years... And years of Marjorie telling me to do this, I have finally pre-ordered the upcoming Best Buy Steelbook for Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay, what, what, no? Come on, tell me, what, what? What, what? There's something uh, I need to hear, come on. You were right. And what was happening? How many times before, I, and I'd been suggesting this the whole time? You were right, yeah. After the debacle that was the Guardian Steelbook, where Marjorie had to get help from an unsung friend, 
Avengers Age of Ultron's hitting Blu-ray October 2nd, coming to digital download September 8th, and Best Buy is getting not one, but two exclusive steelbooks. What? Yeah, they both look the same on the front, but on the back, do you get a full steelbook picture of Vision or a full steelbook picture of Ultron? So if you want to have a specific one, get to BestBuy.com. Get there soon because with Guardians, I did check a couple days before the sale and they were sold out. So I went ahead, I placed my order, got free shipping by ordering both versions. And But you've even shown up at 10 a.m. when they open and there's somebody buying all of them. Yeah, I went at like 10.10. Maybe that was Guardians where like, no, it was 10.30. Somebody had walked in and just bought every steelbook they had. Bunch of jerks. This is up for order now and you can easily avoid those scalper fees on eBay. I've already done that and I'm keeping an eye out for other exclusive versions. Walmart, Target, these guys pretty regularly have versions that have extra discs and things. And then there's some other Blu-rays up for sale. Now that we've got Ant-Man up for pre-order on Blu-ray as well, it's time for the Phase 2 Collection Blu-ray set. It is an Amazon exclusive this time. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And it comes with 13 discs, one of which is a brand new top secret bonus disc for this set that likely will have some hints about phase three, the way the phase one box set had hints of phase two. And it's got collectible, specially designed disc holders, exclusive Marvel memorabilia. And if the picture's to be believed, it might come with an orb. Yeah, they're not necessarily showing what the packaging or specialness of this is yet. But yeah, the hint of the picture is the orb in that little claw machine that the collector had it in to open it. That could be cool, right? The whole collection in one of those orbs. Yeah, this is only phase two, and it's, I believe, more expensive than phase one. Phase one MSRP at two twenty. This MSRP is at two fifty. Mm. Showing two twenty five for a prime right now. Yes, it's on sale, but I'm saying Uh-oh. the suggested list price. Gotcha. Right now, you could get phase one for one ninety. Over the holidays, I think you could get phase one for around eighty or ninety. <laughs> it might be worth it to play a longer game on this one. I'm just saying. Two years from now. The only thing that makes me worried is it's an Amazon exclusive, whereas the phase one was everywhere. Right. But we're getting to an end of an era, folks. Blu-ray, I think, is coming to an end. People more and more are digitally downloading. The reason we're not getting great bonus features like the one-offs anymore is because it's an industry fact. DVD sales and Blu-ray sales are in the toilet. They used to grow year after year after year, but with the advent of streaming media and Netflix and iTunes rentals, people don't feel the need to buy anymore. They're making less money on these. They're greatly reducing the bonus features. And now, I think we're nearing the end of Blu-ray releases of the Marvel TV series because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2 and Agent Carter Season 1, if you want those on DVD or Blu-ray, They are Amazon exclusives only. Really? Huh. This stuff is kind of waning, though. You're right. And if you notice, I mean, this is what happened with records. Remember, we had a lot of record stores. And I didn't even notice that the movie stores are all going away, too. And we're pretty much down to we can buy DVDs in Walmart, Target, 
Best Buy. And the selection on all three is crap. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right, though. It's going to be the same cycle as vinyl, though, because, you know, in five, ten years from now, people are going to turn around and be like, hey, what happened to Blu-ray? I want to actually own something. And so there's going to be a resurgence of Blu-ray coming back. And the thing that gets me is anytime you buy this video, it's all so DRM'd that if you buy it from iTunes, you can only watch it on an Apple TV or something. You can't burn it to a disc and take it to a friend's house. If you're taking it to a friend's house, they have to have an Apple TV for Apple Play or you're gathering around your laptop or iPad. And the same thing if you get it through Amazon. You got to watch it on an Amazon enabled player linked to your username and password. It's not like MP3s where you can actually just download it and burn a disc. So by making them Amazon exclusives, they're guaranteeing a couple of things. The price isn't going to deep discount. Amazon, by getting it exclusive, isn't going to have to compete with Best Buy's week of release sales. Already, they're about 30% off on Amazon. But for people like me who enjoy collecting their physical media of their Marvel movies and soundtracks... Get these now, and let's see what happens with Season 3. My thinking is if you want these to continue being made, you gotta vote with your dollars, though. Exactly. And finally, with Sales to Astonish, I was very happy getting back from Comic-Con for a ship notice of my Entertainment Earth exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Legends set. Yeah, this is one that, you know, looked at it online. We talked about it when it went up for pre-orders. And just looking at it online, I was I was like, okay, I'm going to skip it. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there that I just don't need. But as soon as I saw this in person at Comic-Con, I knew I had to order it. <laughs> <laughs> was it love at first sight, Justin? It really I mean, it just it's a testament to how much you can do with repaints and part swaps. And even making a team that we have the majority of in the movie versions. Absolutely. And looking at it online, I mean, we did an exclusive reveal of the box art, if you remember. We did that just a few months ago over at the Venganza Media Gazette and talked about it on the show. And the box, it's got really cool Guardians of the Galaxy comic book art. But overall, the box, it looks gorgeous because it doesn't look all that different from the Book of Vishanti from Comic-Con or something, but it has a negative connotation in that it reminds me a lot of that X-Men shelf-warming Toys R Us exclusive five-pack. I know, but this one has that nice outer box. The X-Men had a nice outer box, too. That's true. And I'm a sucker for packaging, though, which is why Jerry and I get along. It's because, you know, he designs packaging, and I love to hear tales of packaging. And if something is in a fabulous package like this, I will, like, instantly be 99% there to buy it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It definitely does have the same footprint as that X-Men set, same type of Mostly squarish, you know, front facing shape with the flap that opens and then they're kind of scattered in there and five, five in a row. But other than that, I think it departs from that set quite nicely, even with just the artwork and the star field and the purple and blue galaxy behind them. I think it's visually appealing color wise, too. That's true. The inner box, the tray in which the figures come, is very cool and spacey and better than the X-Men set in every way. I love that it's like a display piece on its own. You can just open it up and leave it. See, that's that stuff I like. The other thing this has going for it, too, is the characters are all unique enough in their outfits and colors that it's nice to look at. That X-Men one was everybody in their blue and yellow outfits except for Iceman. 
There yeah. wasn't a lot of, lot of visual difference there wasn't happening. True. And the other thing that I noticed, and I noticed this when it was online, but man, it punched me in the face in person. You've got five characters in this set, but there is a load of accessories. You've got five different guns, four different knives, a sword, a potted Groot, a Tesseract or Cosmic Cube, since this is comic based, and alternate hands for Drax. So you've got a lot of just stuff in this box in addition to the five figures. Whereas the X-Men, you know, X-Men, they're mutants. They don't have a whole lot of weaponry. So that was kind of a bear set. <laughs> Definitely. But then looking at the figures, I think I was with you. The, a lot of this kind of felt like been there, done that. But there's definitely some newness here. We'll go through them in the order in which they're introduced in the movie. <sighs> All right. We will start with Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. This is the frightening I'm going to beat you up and steal your medicine, Star-Lord. With the big white eyes and the metal mask and this World War II-ish kind of helmet on his head, he does look a little frightening. He looks like a very scary Nazi. Sorry, <laughs> Star-Lord. It does have a little bit of a SS helmet going on there. Now, this one, I will say, is straight up a repaint of the first version we got of Star-Lord. And that's a figure that was hard for people to get, though, because it was a Comic-Con exclusive. Exactly. And I actually kind of like the little paint differences here better. He seems, you know, a little more comic accurate than the first time around. And a little more paint detail going on, too. You know, even the buckles on his on his belt are painted silver and on his boots as well. Yeah, I definitely like the accents they've added, and it's a good buck and a figure a lot of people were wanting. I remember when this came out, I think it's two years ago now, and a whole bunch of people were saying, when can I get my Star-Lord? And I think you and I were both like, just wait, they've built it, they will redo it. The fact that it's still in an exclusive five-pack is a barrier for some. I know it will be, because you're going to have to spend... 120 on it and order it online versus 20 in a store. But the nice thing here is, is that if you're after that particular version of Star-Lord, that means you're probably interested in the comic version of the team as a whole. And here you got it before that Star-Lord was not with the rest of the Guardians. The only thing I think they could have done to improve this would be to give us an alternate head. I mean, there's a lot of accessories in here. So if you threw on the alternate head without the mask, because that's kind of how he's portrayed now. You know, he's dating Kitty Pride and lots going on there. So I don't read him in the comic with the mask on a lot. So the human head, nice to have, not a need to have. It's a really good version of this character. That, that would have been a nice touch. Second up, Gamora. In her comic outfit, obviously they're reusing parts here, but this is a real first time for this character. Oh, yeah. Never before done as a comic version. I like that they gave her soft goods. That's something we don't get a lot. And it is always great when we get it because so many of them have like things that would be too expensive to do soft goods like Thor and you just couldn't do. I don't think you could do his cape in an action figure in fabric and do it justice. I agree with you that you couldn't do it justice in soft goods. I disagree in general about your affinity for soft goods because I like a sculpted cape that looks heroic versus a piece of cloth that hangs there. But this actually is a quality fabric. 
True. And this is a nice thick fabric. It's not that really thin nylon stuff. It's two textures, actually. It's really soft and felty on the inside. It is a little see-through. You know, it's probably cheaper fabric. And I think you could get to lay right. It's supposed to be like a poncho thing. And I think with a little bit of working it and doing it. Well, part of the problem, too, is they, like, seriously stacked her. So it doesn't lay right in the front. And her hair is molded on top of it. So you don't have a lot of mobility there. But I think it's nice because it's got the ragged edges. It looks really cool. She's got some wicked green hair. You get the best of both worlds here. Because you don't have to choose. You can use either her nice fabric cape. Or you can use the molded plastic cape and you from there you pick which head you want to use. One head has the the hood sculpted on while the other one has her hair flowing to the back. When in the package, I couldn't tell why did they give us two heads? But then, yeah, once I got it out, I'm like, ah, they sculpted the hood on the other one. That's a nice touch. It goes with the plastic cape. Because I, I wasn't sure if there was a difference in the faces and their wasn't it was just the same face i think the hooded one is showing a little bit of teeth but other than that it looked about the same till i saw the hood yeah it's not a character change or anything like that where sometimes head swaps are it's just really truly an alternate portrait for the same character yeah i think it like that it's a little bit red riding hood or something mystical like a fairy tale with the green but i also really like her paint job though it's so detailed with the gold stripes down the body and like the fishnet in between she's not a modest character <laughs> now she's got a little bit of an oola thing going on here with that fishnet <laughs> top and all that and then thigh high boots <laughs> yeah i mean it looks like for the most part she's molded in that kind of swirly iridescent kind of tealy blue and then they painted the green and gold over it that's for her lower legs anyway. The rest of her body might have been done in the, the green plastic. It was. I've got a minor paint error and I see the green coming through. But this color scheme, you know, on paper, you don't think it would sound that great gold and green and teal, but it, it came off really neat looking. Yeah, I think it looks really good. But you get a couple different ways to display this character and it, you know, is not the type of character that people would be opposed to possibly picking up two versions of for those who like to display multiple ways. She also comes with a nice appropriate sword for the character, too. <laughs> appropriate sword? <laughs> well, in the past, we've seen Hasbro kind of skimp on swords for characters that need bigger ones. Like, I'm thinking of Strife with his little tiny toothpick sword. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was about to spear an olive from my martini, and that's about it. <laughs> and they didn't cheap out here, too. It's a two-color sword, you know? Like, sometimes they've done it where it's just, oh, it's all silver. There you go, have it. But this one is gold and silver, so that's a nice touch. The next up's the figure that angered me when I first saw it, but I'm going to recant some of the things I said. And I'm talking about Rocket Raccoon in his blue and red comic outfit. Now, let me guess, why did it anger you, Arnie? Well, we first got Rocket Raccoon as the Build-A-Figure back when they were doing the mini Build-A-Figures right before Hitmonkey. We got the Rocket Raccoon, and he was a cool figure, and he came with that gun with the rocket on it. But he was a hard-to-get figure. The legends were a little harder to find. He was a Build-A-Figure. Then for the Marvel Unlimited, as I guess they call it now, it's no longer the DCU, it's just the Marvel Unlimited, they painted him blue in this blue outfit and made him an exclusive figure that you could only get by signing up for their 
highest tier, nearly a hundred dollars. And yes, you got some exclusive comic covers. And yeah, I use the DCU or Comics Unlimited a lot to read comics and not have to pay the cover price for them. Just get the every comic they do just about six months after it was released. But come on, my impetus was the figure. <laughs> As it should be. And when I saw this in the pack, I'm like, some b- <laughs> <laughs> It's the blue outfit. And Justin pointed out the gloves were a different color. That's right. So it's totally different. I'm like, some bitch. <laughs> right? But in my hand, they also gave us a different tail and a different head. Well, then that's not so bad, right? No, that makes it totally worth it, I think. This tail has more of a hook to it, and it's painted differently, giving him white stripes on the back. The biggest difference, though, with the head, the previous two we got had that articulated jaw head and, like, the grimace at all times. Here, you get a more smooth head. There's no jaw articulation, so I'm pretty sure it's cheaper for them. But it also just gives him more of a grimace appearance. You can see teeth there, so I really had to look hard. But no, there's no jaw hinge. Yeah, and it's almost this one. He's able to have a smirk rather than just a straight, you know, open mouth or closed mouth, which is a nice little touch. He looks very angry in this one, actually. Yeah, the eyebrows. There's, there seems to be more detail in this head paint. He's got a lot more white on him than he ever had. And if you look, if you don't just write the eyes are like beet red. Yeah. Yep, this is the one that I was worried about too, Arnie, where it's like, yeah, come on. The the novelty's worn off of this buck, but nope, they found a way to make him interesting and fun. And it's the, it's the one that once I saw in person at the booth, I was like, okay, fine. Take my money, Entertainment Earth. <laughs> and you didn't subscribe for that Comics Unlimited pack, did you? I Nope, because that one was a straight repaint. And if that's, you know, if I'm going to have to pay a hundred bucks for a straight repaint, then, you know, at least I want four other people from the team with him. That's, exa- that's exactly what I was going to say is I paid nearly $100 for this. So people who skipped this, you're going to get a very close approximation and four other figures for only $20 more. Exactly. He does come with the exact same gun as the other one. So not much change there. And he does come with that potted Groot accessory. <laughs> the three and three quarter inch accessory. That came in that multi-pack that I still see on clearance some places. <laughs> Most likely at Walmart. Sometimes online. Oh, sure. Yeah, back in the day when we got cool team packs from Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about the value of this pack. Yes, you get this Rocket Raccoon, but Rocket Raccoon was a Build-A-Figure. I know he's a little dude, but a Build-A-Figure that was kind of hard to get. And in this pack, you get another Build-A-Figure, but this one's a giant one. I mean, when we did the movie series of Guardians, we were building this big old Groot, and now you get a big old Groot. He is huge. This figure alone makes it worth it. Well, this is the same Build-A-Figure buck from the Guardians Marvel Legends. So this is the same movie body, just new hands and a new head. But it's a scary head. It's like mean Groot. Oh, yeah. It is definitely comic Groot. (laughs) It's like Poltergeist eating little Robbie Groot. (laughs) 
Now, this time it was cast in a much darker brown plastic. The The movie version was kind of almost like a chocolate milky brown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, same type of paint job, you know, where they did the wash to get some of the dark colors into the, the branches and all that stuff. But yeah, the only newness here is the color and the head and hands, which, you know what? Sounds like it might not work, but I think it works out just fine. Some people might have wanted to see Groot in his actual Guardian's outfit, which would have been cool, but that would have been a whole different thing and made this pack way out of the price line they wanted to get it to, you know? I agree with you. Again, I saw this on paper and thought, eh, repack with a different head. But in person, the fact that they went with this darker color and the fact that it is such a well done comic head. I mean, that's the key of it is it is the comic head, but it's just a great looking one. It's aces. It really is. Did you guys notice that they gave him like almost glowing eyes? Like they're like copper. So and they're set so far back in his head that if you look at it just right, they glow. That is very awesome. I hadn't noticed that until you pointed it out. Oh, yeah. Nice little metallic paint job on there. Mm-hmm. I like how the roots or branches on his head also look like a windswept back 80s hairdo. <laughs> and then the final figure in this set, Drax the Destroyer. And here was one that I was a little bit interested in when we first started up with the Legends and back with those Build-A-Figure waves, Drax came out and... I didn't really know who he was. <laughs> and now I have three Drax legends. <laughs> yeah, he's seen a lot of love in a short amount of time, really, in the six inch scale. You know what? This is different from both versions. Obviously, this is not the movie version, which was they made that one with all the sculpted little tattoo raised on there. And this is different from even the first release of the comic version because they're using the all new bigger buck. I think it's the, the Luke Cage barrel-chested, medium-sized buck that they got there. This figure and Gamora are the two that could sell on regular cards and count as totally new figures. We'd look at Groot, Rocket, and Star-Lord as very close to versions that have come out before. But yeah, this Drax is totally different. He's got a totally different skin tone than the other one. He's got gauntlets on that you can take off yeah he comes with alternate hands and the forearm pieces slide right off and these pants might be new to him i'm not sure i don't recognize these pants having all this detail on another figure yeah with the straps that come down and have a couple notches in them and they've painted it red and then the vertical or the horizontal stripe lines on the inner thigh there mm-hmm you know, I don't mean to keep harping on the legs because I've been looking at them and it's been bothering me. So you know what I did? I went and I grabbed my movie Drax. And guess what? Those are movie Drax's legs. But ah. done, done in completely different colors that it doesn't feel like the same parts. Instead of maroon pants with brown boots, we've got silver boots and a nice shiny black pant now. But it fits so well with the torso, which is totally different than the Dave Bautista figure. Yep. Well done reuse of parts. There's a lot new going on here, even if, yeah, the buck is pretty common to the point of having two hexagon holes on the back. I think you nailed it like that, Arnie, saying that these this one and Gamora would be perfectly acceptable as single carded figures and not be considered repaints or reuse stuff. You know, I was I was in the booth talking to Dwight when I was drooling over these and he was kind of pointing out some of the things where they came from. And I was like, oh, yeah, good, good point. And I was like, well, where, what about the, the gauntlets on, on Drax? He's like, those came from Strife. 
And I was like, oh, all right. But with the new buck and with these legs, he's got some serious posability going on. I'm getting a lot of cool poses off of him. His hands actually reach each other so he can do like the fist in the palm kind of look. Like he's going to put the beat down on you. He's got his open hand wouldn't really allow very much for the holding of the knives. I think if you're going to want him to use some of the blades, you're going to go for the closed green fists. But no, he is really good. Down to the lines they sculpted in his face actually look like realistic wrinkles and frown lines. Oh, yeah. So all in all, I got to say this set is worth $120. If you look at the fact that figures now, they have an MSRP around 25 a figure. You're lucky if you can get it for 20 a figure. You'd be looking at 100 for five figures here. But the fact that there's a group build a figure, the fact that Entertainment Earth is offering free shipping right now, you're looking at pretty much a retail price on a set that's new enough to be cool all around. There's not a lot I can ding. And when I started talking about the X-Men set, I was, of course, reminded of the horrible paint jobs of the X-Men. And while my Gamora may have a see-through spot here or there, and her earrings that are painted onto her hair bled a little on the hair, this is overall really well-done paint where it's hard to find those splotches, whereas the X-Men set, for over a year, I'd go into Toys R Us. Is this one any better? Nope. (laughs) I think that's kind of a testament all across the line, though. I mean, I think over the last year or so, Hasbro's really upped the the quality control on their paint. So this is still for sale. Will it go on a discount or will it sell out? That's always the risk you take. Justin, you held off on this. How are you playing it? Well, I thought I was going to be playing the long game, but like I said, as soon as I saw it in person, when I got home from Comic-Con, I, I got online and I ordered it. I had to. Well, you got yours. One lucky listener is going to get theirs because Entertainment Earth gave me another set of this to give away this show. Nice. And so we're going to do this just like we did the Diamond Select Toys Captain America giveaway. You got to go to our YouTube channel. You got to subscribe to the Marvelicious Toy YouTube channel and comment on this video, the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Legends review. This video here, not that video over there. The video on YouTube. Right. (laughs) When is then? The one you're watching now, sir. Now? Just now. You just missed it. When? (laughs) Just now. And speaking of contests, we did do this contest with the Diamond Select Toys Captain America. And we want to congratulate the lucky winner chosen at random, Robert Sommer. So, Robert, congratulations. You win the Captain America Diamond Select Toys pack with one figure, but three different outfits. The Mego-like Captain America suit, the more modern perfected Captain America suit, and the Steve Rogers World War II suit. Congratulations, we'll be reaching out to you. And good luck to everyone who enters to win the Guardian set. You have to enter by August 31st, and the winner will be announced in the first September issue of Marvelicious Toys. And then, of course, we're going to be giving away a lot more prizes in August. 
at the Marvelicious Toys 5th Anniversary Star Wars Action News 10th Anniversary Party at Wizard World. Don't forget about that. Space is limited, and so get your tickets now, MarveliciousToys.com forward slash party, or just come to our website, click the banner at the top. And we'll see you there. But we'll be back with another show before then. It's going to be an ant-sized show. Oh, it's it's going to be antalicious. We've all seen Ant-Man. We haven't talked about it yet. Now Playing's review is up at nowplayingpodcast.com. But next time, we're going to have ants in our pants talking Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of Ant-Man stuff going on right now. Even though there wasn't a dedicated line at retail, I'm sitting here looking at four things that we need to review for, for Ant-Man. So we'll get to that next week. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2015, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. But then also the other vision is coming out in the Infinite series line too, so that one's a little more articulated. And it's kind of a mix of the comic version and maybe the Marvel Now universe one. It is. I hate to say this. Oh, wait, I'm looking at a freaking Titan hero. I'm like, that is. So shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is horrible compared to what they did before. What are they doing? <laughs> if you're looking at my photos, it's down. Then you got to get past the diorama and then Star Wars. Okay. This was. That was it was a Sunday thing. So there was okay. I was looking at <laughs> I, I looked at the movie one and then I scrolled down and I saw oh there's a green and yellow vision. Oh my god. No wonder I'm starting to jump out of this line too. That's so 
horrible. That's the worst three and three quarter inch figure ever. And that includes from the 70s. That was what was going through my head. Oh, it's the one your flash broke on. Yep. Nice. You can see where the quality of pictures went way downhill from there. J. Jonah Jameson. That's a mouthful. Gonna start real soon. We've got an... She was farting. Yes, my dog was... (laughs) That high-pitched squeak of my dog farting. She gets mad at him? Yes, she she farts, and then she barks at the fart. And it's a vicious cycle, because then she barks again. Oh my god, it stinks in here now. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta record that. That's YouTube gold right there. My dog is anus... shifting she, she keeps her tail up and it's a chihuahua so you see like yeah it looks like what opened on the ship in independence day that they flew through the aperture awesome that's very descriptive <laughs> <sighs> and i may have paid a lot of money for my Dog to go nuts. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you go ahead. <laughs> I'll let him drink at the bar for free. Yeah. You okay? <laughs> that was upstairs again. I don't know. Are what they okay? The What's going on? <laughs> I have no idea. I told him I'm recording, so it's like, well let's move the furniture around in the room directly above where I'm recording. And there's going to be finger foods and carving stations and two separate cakes. And well, we're not carving up people. It's going to be food. Yes. Oh, I thought we were doing pumpkin carving contest. <laughs> that would be fun. Or a full steelbook vi- version picture. <laughs> oh. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Different thing and made this pack way out of the price line they wanted to get it to, you know. Yeah, they had to bring in the negotiator. <laughs> Priceline negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to congratulate the lucky winder. 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 And good luck to everyone winning this Guardians oh. of the Galaxy. And good luck to everyone stopping my dog from barking. 